this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. everybody and welcome to the 50th episode of the unofficial elder scrolls podcast i'm 50 your years wow 50 years that'd be amazing no unfortunately only 50 episodes which is just over a year considering we missed a couple of weeks here and there but i think that's okay i think 50 is a good like a year 50 episodes in a year is a good round number for everybody here um thank you for joining us tonight we hope you guys have Lots of fun in store and waiting for us. And while I get everything finished, set up here, why don't I get our friends to introduce us? So, Lost, do you want to let everybody know who you are in case they don't know yet? Yeah, I go by Lost in Hyrule. I'm a moderator on the UESP Discord and do some editing over on the UESP Wiki itself. And that is the extent of things that are relevant here. <laughs> awesome. And up in the top corner, we've got Alara. Do you want to introduce yourself there? I'm Alara, and I do a little bit of everything on the UESP. I edit and patrol the wiki, and I'm an admin on the forum and Discord. Awesome. And last but not least, in the middle, showing us a horse that is floating through the air, like the greatest horse that's ever lived, we have AKB. So do you want to let everybody know a little bit about yourself? I'm AKB, and I'm on a horse. Awesome. Well, that's really all we need to know. So, I think it's time that we pop over and start talking about our scholarly pursuits. So, it's been a busy week for most of us here, I think, at the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, which is why we didn't really get too much of a show last night. And by too much, I mean any at all, because I was basically passing out by the time I got home and I didn't think it was going to be fair to anybody to try to do the podcast while I was literally falling asleep at the wheel. So why don't we start and I'll talk to Lost a little bit about what you got up to. My week had a surprising amount of Elder Scrolls that I did not know it was going to have going from last podcast. So one... A thing we're going to talk about in the news came out, which acronym is SSO, and I did the documentation for that on the wiki. We'll talk about that in news. And then the other thing, which I had no idea was going to happen, is Battlespire multiplayer. So some guys on the Discord were working out Battlespire multiplayer, and <laughs> I just got so intrigued funny. enough to join and get things working. And we've done quite a lot since then. Um, I took a particular interest in layouts and maps and stuff 
for the longest time, all of the deathmatch mode maps just didn't even have pages on the wiki. They all have pages now. I went through and meticulously on paper mapped out each of the seven different levels and figured out where treasures spawn, where the health and magicka crystals spawn, determined that every single level has one health and one magicka crystal, stuff like that. And I did a stream just walking through each of the maps and showing them all off. Uh, specifically because a user on Discord said that they're a perfectionist and have a lot of free time <laughs> and said that <laughs> was they that user you? No, it was not me. <laughs> they said that they wanted to try to map those levels out in CAD and it would work really well if they had a video slowly walking um, through them. So that person may be working on that project. And if not, we still have that video evidence of how the maps are laid out. So I haven't got a chance to tune in or really like see some of the Battlespire um, mm -hmm. multiplayer. What exactly is it? So there's three different things you can do in multiplayer. You can play cooperative, and that's where all of the players are working together and you're progress progressing through the seven main levels of the actual adventure, mm -hmm. except there's no NPCs that are friendly. It's just combat, and so they spawn more monsters, and then the several of you just go through and do a slightly modified version of the quest that doesn't require conversation. So there's no story at all. No, the story is still there because you still find the notes and oh, uh, okay. scraps and letters and stuff that are written around, and that conveys to you what's going on. And then you get a mission statement when you start saying, you need these things in order to open up the exit and go to the next place. Then uh, deathmatch mode is just, hey, it's a free-for-all, get points by getting kills. Is it like Quake, but with swords and... Yeah, sort of. Okay. Um, but you actually still make a full character with all the character creation stuff involved. So you can still make like a thief or a battle mage or a spell sword and customize it to your heart's content. And do you carry that with you? Like, you don't have to do that every time, I hope. So you, if you make a character in single player or in the cooperative mode mm -hmm. and also the team versus team mode, after you complete a level, it saves the character, and then you That'd can use yeah. that character in deathmatch mode. Gotcha. But if you just make it all up in deathmatch, then yes, you have to recreate it every time. <laughs> so is this something that came in the base game, or is it a mod? It came in the base game. I've so never, it, it's so funny that no one's, I've never heard it talked about until literally this week. Battle yeah, Spire was, was the first. Yep, yep, it was the first multiplayer game in the series. It was basically the only until... yeah. Like, unless you included Legends. No, so it's like, one where multiplayer was on the main menu and you chose single player yeah. or multiplayer. That's so funny. Uh, another thing we did was team versus team. That allows up to eight players to divide into two teams. And then you can go through the levels competing to be the first team to get to the end. Uh -huh. Or you can play in a special capture the flag map on this big old two castles across a lava moat. We actually played that. And we had two versus three, which, as far as we know, is the most players that have ever played Battlespire together in the history of the world. <laughs> probably not. They probably had some during dev. So we got some cool pictures for that. I got the very first flag capture, and then we devolved into just experimenting and testing things out rather than full-on playing, because we're all wiki editors. We can't help I, ourselves. I can't imagine that not happening. Like, and not even just I, with you guys, just in general. Right. We, we don't I think we had a victory condition either so we had to play around like we discovered that there's prison cells in the basements of the castle 
and there's a button one place that opens them all up and closes them again and there's treasures inside some of them and if somebody is in there getting treasure when you hit the button they're just trapped in there and there's <laughs> no way for them to get out unless somebody goes and hits the button and lets them go there's a, a trap door heading up to the front of a section of the interior of the castle and it drops them down an oubliette into the basement and so they have to work their way up through the castle against your defenses if you drop them and they take a lot of fall damage for it just a lot of fun stuff in there i've also experimented with figuring out how the build points work so by default you're supposed to have five thousand points but you only have 4700 and whenever you pick a multiplayer match you get to pick how many build points every character gets and every time you get into character creation you have 300 less than you're supposed to I think what is happening is that every character is being given one times uh, their intelligence in spell points by default because you can't go down to 0.5 even though all the user's guides say 0.5 is the starting level. So I think it automatically buys those things, meaning you always have to spend 300 points every character without a choice. Weird. So just a thing that is only interesting to me, I suppose, but... I'm learning about Battlespire. I also learned there's a special moves key that there is no documentation on anywhere. Nothing in the guides explains what that move button does, but I just found out through some arbitrary forum that it allows you to shove people, and if you shove people <laughs> into a wall, they take damage, or towards a ledge, they take damage. I don't know if you can shove other players off of ledges. Maybe you can. And the other thing the special move does is it lets you duck, and I have no idea what ducking does or if it's useful. I imagine That's where I stand on battle to avoid a sword swing. Yeah, maybe. That'd be my guess. It's what I'm guessing, but I have no way to we'll test it yet. We'll never know. Or we'll know very soon when we play it again. Because actually, I really wanted to get it up and running, so I'm going to have to go back yeah. and scroll through that. I just had a crazy week and didn't actually get a chance to sit at my computer much. We need to get a full-on 4v4 match going at some point. It'd be amazing. Yeah, I think we're going to do an mm-hmm. actual stream of it too soon with Benefactor. Cool. So maybe we can do that this week. So that's my thing. I did a ton of Battlespire, and now you are caught up to date with the highlights of it. The highlights of Lost in Hyrule. Awesome. How about you, Alara? What have you been up to? So I've been mostly playing uh, Legends. I hadn't really so much for the last um, couple months. I kind of dropped down all the way to like rank 12. So I'm up to rank 9 now, and I'm also trying to get a lot of the achievements, like oh, uh, nice. unlocking some of the Alliance War card back still. Um, Stuff like that. Also, uh, I remember that the uh, uh, the Stormcloak Magnet Bottle Opener is, in fact, a bottle opener. So I tried it out, and it works better as a magnet. Oh, no. And it does a bottle opener. It, did, it, uh, did it break? No, it just poked a hole in the, like, you're supposed to use, like, the fangs of the bear to open the bottle, and it just poked a hole through it. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of curled up the edge of it. But it so now you just got, like, a... Off. Like a cutting hazard. Because <laughs> you're just like, yeah. oh, now I have to peel off this sharp shard of metal and not yeah, and cut my hand. Yeah, and just a different bottle opener. Amazing. Open it with else. So, but it's a cool magnet. <laughs> I got an email from Legends today saying, hey, make sure, or not today, it was yesterday, I think, or Mon- Sunday or something, saying like, hey, make sure you log in to get your daily rewards. <laughs> I've never gotten an email from Legends before. Neither have I. That's really I didn't weird. Get that one either. Yeah, I've never, and I was, I was kind of shocked to see it. I was like, I'm really surprised they're like sending out email blasts. But 
Maybe I've also just never gone this long without claiming a login reward. So, I don't know. Maybe the marketing is still alive and well. Anything else you get up to? Not really. Very, very cool. Well, AKB, what have you been up to this week? I've been up to many things. For example, I am up as high as I can go right now. Did you reach the top of the skybox? Yeah. Rosie can't go any higher. We've, uh, and for anybody who wasn't watching the pre-show or listening, AKB is currently playing Skyrim and has glitched his horse into essentially flying or really high jumping like Superman. And we have named the horse after my cat who decided to come into my room and yell at me for a few minutes before we started the show. Uh, yes, that is all true. Uh, it's been a fun w- week for me. For example, I watched everyone talk about Heart's Day in S- the Elder Scrolls uh, setting on Valentine's Day, even though Heart's Day in Tamriel is on the 16th, not the 14th. And no one just... I, I don't... I honestly don't think they care. And I just think it's kind of funny. Like... Holidays move around sometimes. Maybe in Elder Scrolls oh, uh, 6, Heart's Day will just be the 14th. Here's the thing. they deli- When they made Daggerfall, they said it differently, but close, because they p- probably wanted it to be o- an obvious uh, Valentine's Day parallel, right? Yeah. But go forward like 20 years, and marketing needs that custom holiday to actually be on the day that people true. are... Expecting that holiday to be so they just like we gotta do that but it's true then, i would also like not remember to like log in collect things like oh yeah two days after this ho- special holiday that i'm on is the actual special holiday yeah they do. so yeah. basically the they by not just making it a straight parallel for our own world they made it so no one can really be happy with this like, <laughs> like, i mean i think 90% of people are happy. It's the very small percentage who are unhappy. I, I guess that's not the right word. I, there's no way for anyone to be completely correct about this. It's just wrong no matter what you do. And it's just a happy little accident with how the world turned out. Uh, beyond that, I've obviously been working on my various projects. For example, I wrote a bunch of uh, pickup <laughs> lines with the help of some of the fine people here. Can we go over a couple of them? Because some of them were absolutely gold. What was your favorite pickup line, Pylon? What was the one I came up with? You came up with a Bosmer pickup line. You look tasty. <laughs> yep. I couldn't think of that. I don't think I heard it. I think I said you look very tasty tonight. Okay. I think that's the like special, like the you look tasty tonight. Because he's actually going to eat you later. I wonder if uh, well, Laura and Lost, did you actually see it? No, I didn't. So I this remember. is news to me. There were some really good ones. Uh, my personal favorite was an Argonian one uh, that I came up with like two years ago. And it's it takes a while to get into the mindset to say it correctly. 
I remember you talked about some of these on Discord. I just didn't see the post, but one of the Argodian ones was just like bracketed and it said, makes incomprehensible body language signify an interest in you. That is one of them. Uh, Are you a Dunmer? Because I see you whipping me later tonight. That was a bad one. <laughs> it's um, fantastic. The other one I really liked. I'm trying to find them. Um, uh, I was uh, surprised. People really liked uh, one of the Nord ones. Do you want to hear my battle cry? That's okay, I guess. Oh, apparently people like that one. People like it, but... Um, where is the the Altmer one? That you had. Let me bring it. Oh, up. I found it. Okay. So this Altmer's pickup line is, "You have very few physical deformities. A prestigious lineage, good display, good aptitudes in your field of work are in my cast and have never left Eleanor. As such, I would find a romantic endeavor with you to be most agreeable." And that's what you want to hear from any. That's person. some hot stuff right there. Yeah. Ooh, it's getting steamy in here. It's quite a checklist Altmer I have to go through. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a really good one. Um, but we'll talk about the other things that came up on Heart's Day momentarily when we get to the news. Uh, but before I move on, is there anything else that happened with you, AKB? Uh, you know, just been exploring, doing some interesting things with the world. Nothing. Uh, we haven't commented on it here, but I'm sure some people are going to be curious what's going on in my video today. Uh, we did comment went, on it. Not live, though. Yeah, I just did show. moments ago. Yes, but we didn't actually explain what it was. So there's a glitch in uh, Skyrim called uh, horse tilting, where if, you angle a ho- if you're riding a horse, you put the horse at an angle, by, for example, by climbing on a rock with a horse. You save the game and you load that save. Uh, the horse loses all control of physics. It just does <laughs> this nonsense. Uh, that's in every version of the game. It's used by speedrunners to beat the game quicker. Uh, I wasn't actually planning on doing it today, but I accidentally set it up. So here we are. Amazing. So that's it for me. I know, it's super funny because the horse still does like normal animations too while it's like flying through the sky. So you see it like neigh and start galloping but it doesn't make any sense um as for me it was my oldest son's birthday weekend so i didn't have a lot of time to play video games because we were doing a lot of stuff um so i just got a little bit of eso in um we have confirmed that it is still impossible for me to get a mount out of a crown crate and we're now at over 50 in a row that we have opened on stream not even including any of the ones that I've opened before this. And I still have yet to ever find a mount in a crown crate. So stay tuned next week as we continue trying to see if I can open a crown crate that has a mount in it. Um, I'm hoping on Wednesday they've moved over to the Zanmir crates. Because I might just buy one of the lizard mounts because I love them so much. And now, they're so funny. Now here's the real question. Am I going to continue giving them to you? I don't know. Are you a glutton for punishment? I, I don't know. <laughs> if you like seeing me sad, then probably, but no, we'll see. I think my subscription renewed, so I'll probably buy some with some of my own crowns then. Um, other than that, like I haven't really, I didn't really get too much gameplay in. 
I added more lights to my room, which is nice because there was half the room was covered in darkness. So I added some lights in here, which is very nice for me. Um, and I'm working on a post for the blog so that I can teach everybody because ESO Twitter kind of exploded on me this week because uh, myself and Lotus of Doom of the Tales of Tamriel podcast were tweeting about how we got ESO working on our phones. And then we had, I had so many replies. I know Casual Ranger was uh, popped in and a bunch of other people kind of messaged me like, wait, what? I mean, you just installed it on your phone, right? No, we did. I've shown you how I've got my whole like moonlight setup and things going. So we <laughs> did all of that. So I think I taught 15 people how to set up like a game stream, game streaming server on their computer at home so that they can play it on their phone and things like that. So we realized uh, Lotus and I were talking about like, we need to write all this down somewhere so we can just link it to people instead of having to show all the different ways. So we're going to show how you can do it for Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and you can basically get it working on any other device that you have, which is really fun. So stay tuned for that. That should be up in a couple of days on the Wiki's blog, which I'll have to post a link to because I can't remember the actual link off the top of my head. Blog.usc.net. See, I knew Laura would know it. Um, But yeah, that's it for me. And I don't think there's really too much else in the scholarly pursuits. So why don't we pop over and talk about the news? Okay, so before we start the news, I just want to give a shout out to our newest patrons. Uh, we have Izzy, Jesse B. Gold, Spencer Lewis, Ian Haffer, Chewy Stewie, I'm going to guess. I may have mispronounced that, and I'm sorry if I did. Uh, Michael David, this one loves Oak Katzen, Belinda Hoy, Dragon Scholar 98, Zoe Grace Harris, Dean Bevan, and Thorold GM. And as a reminder, those are all the people who have subscribed to our Patreon at the tier of Elven or higher. So we thank you guys for your support, and we hope you enjoy whatever surprises we can give to you. Um, as well, in Patreon news, we reached over 100 patrons this week. So I think that's awesome. And now, AKB, I'm looking at the show notes, and there is a surprise for our 50th episode that AKB has prepared and refused to tell any of us before we went live. So, yes. Hugh <laughs> Pylon I'm getting incredibly nervous as he has no idea what he has in store. Now, Alara, Lost in Hyrule, Pylon, this is for you. Look underneath your seats. <laughs> I'm going to do it just to humor no. you. There is nothing there, AKB. There is nothing underneath your seat. It's just a pointless milestone. It's nothing special. <laughs> you don't get prizes for being on time, doing what was expected of you. That's the real prize. The real prize is the friends we've made along the way. The I'm happy we've done this. Of me? This isn't a hobby. This is a responsibility. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I'm out. I can't handle this. <laughs> We're not even getting paid. Well, see, I, actually, that's I'm not true. I'm basically getting paid in crown crates. I'm very disappointed that Lost didn't do it. Because you actually did hide something under his seat because we had his wife yeah. do it. 
he was the only one who actually had something underneath his seat. It's fine. He'll be there afterwards. There's no way you can possibly remove it from this room. We can't. If only we knew somebody that lived with you. <laughs> um, I don't think you know how to. Co- Actually, you do know, do know how to contact her, don't you? Probably yes. go through Instagram or something. It's true. Um, but yeah, so 50 episodes is pretty, pretty good. I think it's a milestone worth celebrating. It's was about, it was over a year ago that we decided that we had to start this. So, and that it was one of those like, okay, well let's just do it. I know we launched my original plan for launching the podcast is I wanted to do it in, I believe it was March, but then the teasers for the elsewhere, uh, chapter in ESO came out and I was like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just start it now. And then we'll do one episode and see if people like it. And then we'll just continue on in a couple of months if people liked it, but then everybody really liked it. So we just kind of kept going. So it was a lot of fun. So thank you all for bearing with us for a year now. Uh, now I've no, had a lot of fun. The rest of the story. Yeah. Now it's time for the rest. Dun, 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 dun. Um, okay. So Elder Scrolls online news. We got the newest installment of the Elder Scrolls. So lost. Do you want to explain what that game was? I will go ahead and link it to you. It is a game completely free, available right now in your web browser. It is called Smolder Scrolls Online. That's <laughs> so good. I believe this was first teased Valentine's Day 2019, and then in Valentine's Day 2020, it came to fruition. It is a reality. It is a romantic visual novel with three different characters you can choose to interact with. You can have an encounter with either Razumdar, Nariuvirian or Darian Gautier. And you get to have a little conversation vignette with them. And depending on your choices, you may end up as enemies. If you're very rude to them, you may end up as friends or you may end up as something more. And I went through and something tested it out a lot. And then I went into the source of the webpage and copied everything and made a page on the wiki to document all of this stuff. It is amusing. It's weird. It's super weird. So, yeah, for anybody who hasn't got a chance to look at the link, it's on the same line, like the same vein of all the different dating simulator games. Right. uh, That are kind of hilarious. Like, I remember there was the pigeon pigeon dating simulator game, which was very Hatatu. I can't remember the name of it, but it was very... Hatafu Boyfriend. That's it. Um, AKB, are you pulling up the game on the stream? I am trying to. I noticed that you stopped moving, so I thought you might be doing that. Um, So it's a dating simulator game where you can date some of the characters in the game. There's some super funny Easter eggs, like um, if you romance (laughs) Darian, instead of hearts flying across the screen, breadsticks fly everywhere. So all of Darian's um, final message, like the the game's final message on your status are all bread puns. Yeah. And I know that he has a loaf of bread in the game at least once, but I do not understand why the thing, if you romance Darian, it says he loafs you. Yeah. (laughs) There's, I'm trying to remember. There's one, one of the quests in ESO. He's sitting there just like eating a loaf of bread and he talks about it a lot. I'm trying to remember which quest it is. So I remember encountering him in probably the first map, maybe. He's maybe in a second few. One. He's in um, the he, end of in. Glenumbra, I think. And early, no, he's not in Glenumbra. He's in Stormhaven. 
I think it might be in Stormhaven because I think he like romances some lieutenant and gets information from her. But it could be anywhere. He shows up a lot. Yeah, he also shows up Cold Harbor and throughout the stories there. Since he's the like equivalent, I'd say those three characters. Well. Sorry, was that Alara? He's in Somerset as well. Yeah, he's also in Somerset. Those three characters are the, I think, functionally equivalent characters across the three factions. Yeah, they're as like far as interaction with player. Exactly. Um, yeah, so that's been a lot of fun. I think a lot of people had some fun. I can't, I ma- can't imagine them like just going through and QAing that, like, because you know they had to do a little bit of work before getting that out there. Like, someone sat there and was like, "I'm building a dating simulator today." What did you do in the games industry? Friend, today I made a dating simulator for a cat, an assassin, and a little bit of a chauvinist guy. <laughs> it's funny. The um the three different scenarios are all structured identically. Like data-wise, they have the exact same number of messages. They have decision points at the exact same ID numbers, all that stuff. It's just different text and different images to go with the other characters. So they had to construct one structure and then fill in the text for all of it. Yeah. So check it out on the wiki or go play the game. Yeah, go play it. It's available now. And it, I don't think they're taking it down anytime soon. I can't imagine I why so. they would. Doesn't um, hurt to leave it up. Yeah, exactly. so we were going to present it here, but apparently that's not going to work. It's very oh, sad. Too bad. I'll see if I can get it working later. Um, we can do it as a post-show. I'll play it on stream, which might be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, other than that, Alara, do you want to talk about some of the other Elder Scrolls news? Um, did you? Okay. So yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so they announced the Merkmire Celebration event that starts uh, this Thursday, the 20th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And it runs until Tuesday, the 3rd at 10 a.m. Eastern time again. Um, I'll put a link to the article in the chat. Yeah, so Merkmire strongboxes will drop after completing activities such as defeating monsters, boss monsters, looting treasure chests, safe boxes, thief troves, psychic portals, harvesting resor- and harvesting resources no- nodes, um, and the wa- drop once per day with a small chance of additional drops. A note on this that they've talked about, and I don't believe there's been any updates or... Um, information about this if you in those boxes will drop your um, event tickets when you kill a monster or a boss monster however once those tickets have dropped you have to pick them up so you need to make sure you're basically looting everything you kill and this can come into some less than ideal interactions because if you're in a group and you don't see an a monster that's been killed you may lose out on those event tickets for that day if you don't loot it so highly suggest for this event if you're very interested in the event tickets don't group up with anybody at first kill a few monsters loot them completely until you get your event tickets and then go about doing things as you normally would if you're very adamant about getting the event tickets if you're like me and you just you don't really care i'm okay if i don't get the event tickets um if that's the case, don't worry about it. Then just go ahead, and if you get them, you get them. If you miss them, you don't. But if you, yeah, if you are very adamant about the event tickets, make sure you're logging in there to get your event tickets first before you do anything else. 
Yeah, so those boxes will contain things like crafting materials, style items, set items from the Merkmeyer's huts, trinkets you can sell for gold, motif chapters, wooden gravesake memento fragments, and voroplasm pet fragments. I'm super excited about the voroplasm pet. That's all I'm going for right now. Is I'm like, I just want a voroplasm. That's all I need. A blob of jello. <laughs> yeah, I want a blob of jello that follows me around. That's kind of evil. So, in addition to the new boxes, during the event, you can receive bonus rewards from Black Rose Prison Arena bosses, and you'll get an additional chance to receive bonus items as drops. All Merkmire daily quests, you'll get double the reward crates. And resource nodes will also have double drops. Or double, yeah, double drops. So the awesome. zones, yep. Oh yeah, we already talked about them in tickets, so yeah, good on that one. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be exciting. I love Merkmire. I actually just finished it on my main character on Wednesday night last week because I hadn't fit. I only did it on an Argonian that I had before, but I was like, I really want to run this on my main to get everything unlocked so that I could do the dailies and things like that. So I'll be running a lot of dailies and different events during the celebration because I thought the Merkmire zone was great. I really loved it. Yeah, I played it myself recently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we um, also didn't um, think mentioned as far as the event tickets, you can get up to three tickets per day, which is a total of thirty nine tickets total. Yeah, and you draw it drops three tickets at a time too. So when you kill a monster, it'll drop all three tickets, or it won't drop any tickets. Just so everybody's aware and knows how to play here. Um, the other main uh, news that we have coming out is the patching overhaul is going to be happening on the twenty fourth for PC and Mac. And March 10th on console. So as a reminder for everybody, because we want to make sure that this is spread everywhere, because we know people are going to lose their minds, is the entire game client will have to download again on those days. So if you have your um, launcher open, it'll start downloading automatically in the morning as long as you have that open. And it may take a while if you don't have fast internet, so keep it going. Um, Even before the game's live, it'll still um, let you download it. So start that first thing on the 24th or the 10th depending on what system you're playing for as an thank you for doing that because they know it's not going to be the best experience for everybody they're giving everybody a crimson torch bug pet for free so how do they get that so you have to go into the crown store and it's going to be under the pets category for two weeks after the launch of the update so for pc and mac that's from february 24th until march 9th and for consoles uh, march 10th to march 24th so make sure you do that they also, as everyone probably noticed by now, made it so there was fewer daily rewards this month, assuming mm-hmm. that some people couldn't play for several days because of it. Yeah, which I think is very it's good forward thinking. This is going to be the first time I get the final reward. Probably for me, too. I know, same, actually. What about you, Lost? I haven't locked into ESO this year. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Battlespire's got to get done, man. Even though it's not going anywhere. Oh, man, oh, man. The only other thing then for ESO was there was an ESO Live on February 14th, and I believe that one was about the um, new houses that will be available in the uh, Harris Arm DLC. I didn't watch it, but I know Baritron uh, live tweeted it, so if you look on our Twitter, you will see the tweets from it. Awesome. Sorry, I'm just working on getting the Smolder Scrolls working for <laughs> after the show. We can show that going there. Um, awesome. So 
Lost, you want to give us an update on what's happening in the world of Legends, other than them randomly emailing me? So, these were things that happened last week, so they're gone now. For Hearts Day, they gave away a free core pack, and they gave you the alternate art Grizzly Gourmet. So he's dressed up fancier, and he's handing out a heart-shaped dessert. If you already had the Grizzly Gourmet card, though, from last year, then you got some 300 soul gems instead. So that was a nice little bonus. And there was a Noble Gauntlet this weekend. It's over. The you know This is my refrain, and I don't think it'll stop being sort of funny, so I'll keep <laughs> saying it. But it's over now, but there was a Noble Gauntlet. Uh, was it on the was the Heart State celebration on the fourteenth or sixteenth though? 14th. It was on the fourteenth. It was on Valentine's Day. I think uh, that's I, we've just it's new canon. It's like when Christmas it amuses got moved. me a little bit. Like someone obviously read through the list and like so they made these holidays, but they're like two days off of the actual <laughs> holiday. This is useless for us. <laughs> <laughs> we know what holiday they correspond to, and so they put the day on the real-life holiday, which corresponds to a different date of the Tamrielic holiday, and that's legitimate. Like, New Life Festival is supposed to be New Year's, but we generally start it as a Christmas thing. So there is a Christmas in Tamriel, Saturnalia. So, yeah. More lesson time for somebody. Because it's not me, because I'm asking the question. Saturalia. Is that... That's the equivalent to Christmas, correct? Yeah, but it's more local, I believe. But what is the history behind Saturalia? I just pulled it up on the wiki. <laughs> uh, it's a Breton celebration, so High Rock. That's pre, it's a precursor to the New Life Festival on the 25th of Evening Star. Originally, I'm reading it now. Originally a holiday for the god of debauchery, it has become a time of gift-giving, parties, and parading. Just like our own Christmas. Just like our own Christmas. That's awesome. I wonder why, why is it called that, though? It's because of Saturnalia, which was the precursor to modern-day Christmas. But why? I'm talking about the etymology of the name. They took the word Saturnalia and removed an N. Oh, that's like a real, like yes, R R I R L thing. Yes, the real Christmas was based I off it was of based off a different holiday. I didn't know it was Saturnalia. Yeah, that's well, it's it a lot of things that got fused together over time, right? Well, it's an ancient Roman festival. Interesting. Very, yeah, very interesting. If you're curious of how they did that, they took the word Saturnalia. And they removed the letter N from it. Yeah, today I learned something. There's like Speaking yeah. of removing letter oh, wait no. <laughs> what? Where are you going with that? The first thing in the other category, but we need to do blades first. Oh <laughs> yeah, so uh Blades Nudes update one point six is out. Um mm -hmm. I've noticed that loadouts are great. We talked about it last week, what actually happened in one point six, but loadouts have been fantastic. Haven't had any problems with them. Um, I've also noticed that the skull ratings actually match what you seem to be fighting for difficulty um, a little bit more closely. There still is a pretty wide range of what is a five skull versus yeah. what is a two skull. Um, but they've been a lot more accurate, it seems, so far. Actual jobs I've been able to handle, the, uh, the jobs that are arena matches still, I get slaughtered no matter what. I can't do them. But I've been able to do normal jobs now more effectively. 
I know I said it like just last week, but again, I cannot believe how hardcore the multiplayer scene for Blades is. Yeah, it got like it went quick too. It was like it went from like zero to one hundred <laughs> to everyone's like it's become a super meta game. Like if you do not know what you're doing, you're just don't bother applying. So, so what AKB is saying is he's not good at it. I, I did it exactly twice. I've done pretty so, well at it. I keep playing it. I do it basically every day a couple of times. I was referring... So, oh, that's one true, and it's who, quite amazing what's happened. I was referring to the NPC arena matches oh. where I also get slaughtered. Wait, you get oh. slaughtered in the arena? Yes. Oh, no. That's different. That's- they, I, I can't do it. I don't know why. I can do jobs now more effectively. I can fight things like liches and yeah. I'll actually do pretty well. But the last time I've done an arena match, I just they were still at like 80% health. I don't get it. We need to hang out like it, physically yeah. <laughs> in person so we can just like sit beside each other and I can be like, oh, you're trying to do this. Like, don't do that. You're doing it wrong. Like, I'm sure there's something that you're doing. Like, you're trying to like physically still swipe against the screen and stuff like that i'm just doing i'm doing the tap release yeah i don't know what it is there's something going wrong. on need to block I, so a lot you say how you don't get stunned hardly at all i get stunned all the time because like i'll go to swing and then in that split second the shield will go up and why i don't, don't know you, how to i, I, I think i've got the enemy yourself in most other games but apparently either it's too fast in this or my reactions are bad on phone i don't know what it is but i get stunned a lot by their blocks why don't you stun the enemy and then go in for blocks while they're stunned? So, like, I'll stun them and get two hits in, and then the third hit will suddenly get blocked, and then just I'll get stunned. For two hits. Um, did I just super off topic see a it's woolly mammoth, mammoth I, just... Ex- yeah, did the woolly mammoth just, it. like, fly into the sky? <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. <laughs> Can you chase it? Um, that implies... I landed already. Oh, well. Well, that was fun. Um, but yeah, so also on Heart Day, because we're just saying Heart's Day is the same as Valentine's Day, um, they gave away an amulet of Mara and a heart emote for that you could use in PvP. Uh, but that's over now, unfortunately. But yeah, you do a little bit of a heart, like, pops up, and then it makes draws an actual heart on the screen. Um, I can't stop doing it, and I feel bad, because I hope the people that I'm playing with just understand that I just really like it, and I'm not trying to be a dick. So, it could come off as very, like, aggressive. Um, but hopefully Speaking it of doesn't. rude things. But thinking of rude things, what do we have in other news, Lost in Hyrule? No, AKB, you do it. AKB, do it. So, there's... So for those who don't know, there's a company don't, called Blizzard. Don't say it. I, I mean, I'm not going to say it. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because sometimes you like to shock people. <laughs> you could say Blizzard. Blizzard, shocking news, there's this company called Blizzard, and they've released this popular game series called Warcraft, a recent remaster of one of their games, uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, has had a bit of a troubled launch. A lot of people are mad at it, they've had to offer universal refunds, it got that bad, it's a... now that's the title of the lowest rated triple A game release of all time. It's pretty bad all around. Yeah, it hasn't gone over well for anybody. And there's more bad news for them today. I don't think it's really uh, that bad of news. 
Well, it's it's comical, appropriate for how people feel about it. So people have been messing around in the game's editor, and they noticed a choice phrase on a tombstone in that game, written in the Daedric alphabet from the Elder Scrolls franchise. Yeah, it's it's funny because like people are like, "Hey, those are Daedric letters." I remember it got posted in our Discord. Um, and they're like, hey, those are Daedric letters. So you like look at it, you're like, okay, let me see if I can go translate it. So I open up the Daedric alphabet. And I'm like, and F. Okay. And there is a phrase it spells out. Yeah, so I, I can spell it out because if children are listening, they can't spell anyways. So it's like, <laughs> like F, okay, U, okay, C. Oh, no. Oh, no. K, oh, yeah, okay, they went there. O, and you're like, oh. And then it's you. And I remember reading that. I was like, um, pardon? Uh, so, so there's a lot of interesting things going on with this message. Yeah. So uh, the, one of them the, is that they followed the rules of the Daedric alphabet. The Daedric alphabet normally omits any X and Y. So this was obviously a real Elder Scrolls fan. They, they knew their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... The, Go ahead. The other thing was, this was appeared to have been hidden from even Blizzard itself. They didn't realize it was in there. I mean, how many people do they have on staff that can read Daedric? And the letters are pretty small, too. Where They're they, super I mean, small, like and it's on a it's very small piece of... It's in the actual game, only in the editor. You can only see it in the editor, and it only shows up on a single, like, item. Like, it's just, it's kind of funny. Tombstone. Which yeah. is really disrespectful of the dead, but okay. Well, maybe that's their final words. And again, I think someone mentioned that it's part of the Northrend set, and that's where the Scourge are at, yeah. and those dead guys are bad anyway, so it's okay. True. Um, yeah, so we saw a lot of people that were like hypothesizing that it's like, oh man, it's somebody that works there that decided to stick it to the man, and there was a few other comments like that, and I don't actually think that at all, because I know... A fair number of like people who work in games and game artists and things like that, and they love just putting these little Easter eggs in games and things like that. And that's all I think it really is. It's just like a little bit of an Easter egg that's like, what's something funny I can write in Daedric because I'm a big Elder Scrolls nerd because it's usually nerds that are also game artists, surprisingly. Um, and I think it was just more of a poking fun kind of thing rather than a have anything to do with the controversy surrounding the Warcraft Three Reforged. I don't think, I mean, I doubt they knew that there was going to be that much of a controversy before it came out. For sure. I I, I could see it was a, I could buy into the, it was a disgruntled employee uh, theory. Uh, there was a giant layoff at Blizzard Activision very recently. That was a, uh, over a year ago. Yes, but that's still probably within the development cycle of this game. Uh, that was also a, not a Blizzard podcast, but that was also, it was mostly esports and community related people that got laid off too. So unlikely Overall, to be this artist. I can buy into that theory that it was someone disgruntled who figured a way to silently include their anger within the game. I can buy into that theory remotely, but I'm going to lean more towards this was supposed to just be a fun Easter yeah. egg. They do yeah. lots of little Easter eggs, and all of the games have little things like that, like that are like tongue in cheek, inappropriate. And 
And that's the key takeaway. Well, slightly earlier than that is the key takeaway for our thing is that Daedric showed up as an Easter egg in another game. That's all. I think that's <laughs> awesome. Um, speaking of other games, though, Call Ooh. to Arms. Dude, lost. we are killing the segues today. Oh, I got it. I know. I should buy a segue just because of how good these segues have been. Okay. Um, so, Call to Arms, though, had a. Alara- they want to chime in at any point. Sorry to cut you off. I did not mean to. Yeah, there's quite a bit for this. There's a lot so, here. So yeah, we'll get lost to start, and then Alara will continue. Alara is always the one that shares when these articles are posted, and then I go and devour them because <laughs> they're extremely cool, but I haven't subscribed for news myself. You should join their Discord server. People post it in there. That's where I usually see it first. I like that I only have four Discord servers, and that only <laughs> one of them is active. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they posted the dog number two about Call to Arms, which if you remember, Call to Arms is the tabletop, tabletop miniatures war game based on Elder Scrolls that they're coming out with. And they talked a lot about what their plans are, both for information, for releases, and for development going forward in it. So one, they're going to be doing articles, I think, every two weeks or so now up until the launch. And they mentioned it in a previous article, but they mentioned it with Tamrielic details this time. The launch of the first set, so the core set and all of the Skyrim-based stuff going along with it, Civil War, is supposed to come out around the Festival of Blades, which is March 26th, if you translate it. But we probably need to subtract two days and make it March 24th, because that's the policy we're following now for calendar, right? (laughs) Ready to be? That's not how it actually works. Uh, it, so March 24th is the release date. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not canon. So the first chapter, which they've already like made very clear, is called Civil War and is focused primarily on Stormcloaks versus Imperials, but also releasing Adventurers and Draugr for Delves because there's a few different gameplay modes in the game. So then they talked about, besides the core set coming out, the support that will be coming after that. So someone that read about it, what are the next sets coming out? What kind of things are they supporting the game with? I remember hearing about a Telvanni set. No, wrong. You're not doing this right. (laughs) Alara! (laughs) So the... uh First releases after the core set will be uh, two miniature sets for the Adventurer faction, which are Adventurer Allies and Adventurer Followers. And it will also allow them to be adversaries. So, for example, your armies can fight off Crypt Raiders or Bandits. You know what? I I remembered where I did hear that, actually. Uh, There was a survey they asked us to do, which listed various factions from the Elder Scrolls. And we're like, which ones do you like? Would you like us to do? Yes. Uh, did you did a survey? A, they did a survey, and Telvanni was one of the options that cool from the survey. Like, would you want to do that? I do remember that as well. So the the thing about them being adversaries is that units have AI that can be attached to them, and by AI you mean like procedures that they follow that are written out on cards or whatever. And so they're making it so the adventurer team can be adversaries. And so you can have like a group of bandits that then your squad of Stormcloaks has to go deal with or tomb robbers that the Imperials are dealing with, stuff like that. So that's in coming in the first post-core releases. That'll be so cool. I like the way that they're structuring this so that there's a lot more 
it's not just like a Warhammer 40k, but mm-hmm. with Elder Scrolls stuff. It seems like they're putting a lot of thought into this and also a lot of thought into the market where it's a lot of the people that are going to be interested of this aren't going to be the same like war games players. They're not going to be people that just want to play against their friends and do a lot of different things. They may want to yeah, be just like, I just want to play by myself. Yeah. That, that was one of the things that made me interested in it, that they were like, here, there's going to be a single player in our board game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I honestly can't think of like any other game like that, that, does that yeah i'm sure there's like warhammer modes that are like that but i don't think that's like the key so the fallout board game not the fallout miniatures war game also had single player stuff in it so this sort of thing has been around for a little bit and i think it's becoming a little more popular with the complex side of board games um so they explained their overall policy they're like they're gonna have troop boxes and hero boxes for each of the factions and they said that's the model that worked well for Fallout and they want to keep doing where they have a core set that comes out and you can buy the core set for whatever faction you want. And then there's support boxes you can get to keep building up your force for that given faction. So Draugr, Imperial Stormcloaks are all getting extra sets that come out. They're also going to do a release of cards. So all of the different items and enchantments and traps and spells and stats for all the different creatures all of that will come out in one big set and that will apparently carry you through every piece of the civil war release which is nice yeah and that's Uh, that's made to be released about a month after launch yeah so they're gonna have a nice cadence for these apparently so that i guess your pocketbook can restore just slightly (laughs) they want you to get two paychecks in in between um there are Two other details here on the next bullet points, and I know I can monologue about all these because I think they're all really cool, but does anyone understand these and want to talk about it or ask questions about it? I have no idea, so it's it's basically up to <laughs> Alara or you. So the this first thing, the Civil War campaign pack is, so they already have scenarios that are coming with the core game. Mm-hmm. So reenacting key events from the Skyrim era. They're coming out with a campaign pack that has way more scenarios, both for Delves, and Delves are like going into a dungeon as an adventurer with maybe some support team and clearing it out. And then battle mode, which is team versus team warfare. So they're going to have the Delve for the Jagged Crown. You can participate in the battle for Whiterun. They're going to have a campaign, like I said, which is you fighting over holds, working your way forward and progressing. So eventually you take out your opponent's capital. So it's going to try to simulate the whole Civil War of Skyrim, but as a continual thing that you play on a board instead of in the Skyrim game, which actually sounds really cool, doing like troop management. That's really cool. Yeah, it mentions that they're going to, they kind of are using it as a model for the core gameplay expansions that we'll be seeing for each chapter. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, The thing after that, they said that they've got a guy who's working on this as sort of a love project or something like that, he's making a narrative expansion to the game. And so that's focused on trying to have a single player or small scale co-op experience where you have your adventurer, your hero, and you raise them up in Skyrim. So you've got to start out like protecting your village. You're a wanderer. Then you start protecting your village. You gain favor with the Jarls and have a place you defend you're going to have resource management. You're going to recruit troops, train up troops. This whole 
thing that makes it sound a lot like Mountain Blade, actually, but as a oh, board yeah. game in Skyrim, which sounds super cool. Yeah, I think it sounds super cool. So they mentioned a few other things. They're going to release lots of terrain pieces that you can purchase. And all of these things, my understanding is you don't have to have them, but you do need terrain to make the games interesting. You could make your own, but they sell really cool, high-quality stuff. Yeah, so speed. lots of... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, you'd probably want to... If you want the full experience, you'd want to purchase all the additional add-ons. But if you're cheap like me, you can probably yeah. just get some cardboard cutouts and like a tree look yep yeah so yeah foliage they're gonna have the cool arches for nordic ruins stuff like that they're also going to be supporting stuff with community-based things and organized play events so just big things where you can attend a official event at a game store and there might be unique cards or special editions of cards or other things like that that you can get for participating so like a lot of other uh, table-based games they've got special things going on to encourage getting out and participating with other people yeah Which it sounds- mentions that they'll have one available at launch and then uh one for their first theme pack available mid-chapter nice very very cool so then the last thing which has the least information but is perhaps most exciting is that they mentioned their second chapter which they tentatively titled steam and shadow which it plans to release in september Gut reactions. What do you think Steven Shadow's about? Thieves Sounds Guild like Dwemer. And Dwemer. I think Dwemer and Blackreach. Ooh, good call. Is my I think guess. Shadow is Thieves, Thieves Guild, but I can it see it. very well could be. Blackreach and Dwemer stuff, yeah. I mean, I it still that. could refer to uh, Dwemer Ruins as well, because a lot of it's underground. For sure. Yeah. So they plan to have several, three other chapters after that. And all five of these chapters are part of their Skyrim age, which means they intend, if things go well, to do other ages with other chapters set in them, too. So everything's going to be Skyrim era for now and then might expand from there. They intend to keep releasing new factions that come out as you progress. So presumably Dwemer automatons might be a separate faction for Draugr. Super want some like Dwarven Spears and Spiders. Oh, yeah, sure. That'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. And they'll also support the existing factions as time goes on. So this whole thing is absolutely fascinating to me. I've never looked into or followed these types of games because they always seem too cost prohibitive. But my understanding is that you don't have to have the miniatures. You can just get the rules and the mm-hmm. scenarios and stuff. And that's sufficient if you don't mind playing with like cardboard. And I think that's enough for me to want to really get into it and try it out. And then maybe I'll get sucked in enough to start getting some of the cool miniatures i am 100 percent ordering at least one pack of miniatures however they look really cool they look awesome they look amazing yeah they've been putting pictures um some of them Mm -hmm. are in the dev diary and also um they have a facebook group where they've been releasing news first a lot as well and they've been posting pictures nice this isn't really the way i saw them doing this though like i thought they would like release a giant like adventure book to start with like i expected a more traditional tabletop role-playing game Mm -hmm. with miniatures to come out for elder scrolls at some point i i guess it's interesting they're doing it this way as a war game instead i kind of like it this way i think this way is a really cool way that they're doing it it gives them a lot more chance to 
flesh things out instead of just like a one single, okay, this is how it works. And then if they find out, oh, nobody liked that, darn, versus this way, they can do kind of smaller releases and see what people kind of lean to. And if they find out that, oh, yeah, all of our fans are just doing the solo play, we can scrap some of the other ideas and just focus on that. Like, I think it'll be a good way. My understanding is that the Fallout one has done very well for them. And so I'm guessing that this will probably do really well too. As mm-hmm. far by whatever standards this industry is judged, apparently it does well. And I think War Games is a really cool way to do it because like you can adapt to an RPG pretty simply, but making a war game is a bigger, I guess, investment on their part, which is kind of cool. And the fact that you can still play it like an RPG, but with systems built in for building up a settlement, construct. Yeah recruiting troops training them all of that sounds really cool to me again though it's just tamriel is a pretty large setting i just am increasingly surprised that they've never decided to just turn that into a tabletop game well it'd be so huge to do it all in one like you're thinking like a risk style like game or i think he's still like a dnd there's oh, a full dnd game dnd kind of thing yeah you can already get Tamriel Risk. Yeah. I thought it was Skyrim Risk. Yeah, Skyrim. It was yeah, originally Skyrim. listed as Elder Scrolls, but yeah, it's they, there. They go under the Skyrim because it's the more famous of the two names. Anyway, that's all we have on Call to Arms for right now, and this game just seems exceedingly cool to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking for forward to it. I will be hiring Sir Fire from UESP to paint them all for me because I am absolutely garbage at painting miniatures. So. Yeah, I've, I've never tried it, but I've been asking him for tips. Yeah, I've, I've tried it once before, and it looked horrendous. It looked like I murdered a clown and put it on metal. <laughs> it's the worst. So we won't even try it again because I want these to look awesome. Did I, someone get the Dragonborn Rising miniature? Yes. You no, have it? but I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of it. I do have it. Oh, but you don't have a camera, so you can't see it. He can take a picture I, it's of it. also just sitting in a box. Okay. Because I... Here's the thing. They were like, oh, hey, uh, pre-order this. And that was like four months ago before anything else with the game came out. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll just sit on it. <laughs> yeah, it just came back in stock because I miss it. But I'm, there is going to be like a female Dragonborn that comes in like the starter pack, I think. So... Hmm. Ooh, cool. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'll just wait for that one. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, if if UESP wants to just get me every single product that comes out in this line, I will document it all with my wife's professional <laughs> photography. <laughs> I will learn how to paint too. Please, someone, please, please. Awesome. Well, I think that's all our news for tonight. So that's probably where we're going to call it for the night. Um, if you are watching live with us. Um, and as a reminder, you can always watch live with us on usually Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, unless you hear otherwise, and tonight it's a Tuesday. But if you are watching live with us, you can watch as we play through the Smolder Scrolls online. Um, and we'll do that after the show, because I don't imagine it's going to be too interesting for the people just listening. So, on behalf of myself, Lost in Hyrule, Alara, and the rest of the fine folks at UESP, we hope you guys have enjoyed your time with us again tonight and are past 50 episodes we hope you guys have some fantastic adventures in nern and we will see you all soon so bye for now good night